you are listening to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome, welcome back, listeners. Today I am speaking with Trisha Edwards. Trisha is from Teachstone. Teachstone is the designer of the class tool. So, Trisha, can you start off by telling our listeners a bit about yourself? And even if you want to share, any of your own personal journey and a little bit about your background in education. Sure. sure. Hello, everyone. I'm Trisha Edwards, as Colleen said. I work here at Teachstone. It's nice to be here. Thank you all for having me. Um, all right. Well, I am based in Virginia, born and raised in Virginia. Um, before joining Teachstone, I was a early childhood teacher for about 14 years. Um, started my career there at the Virginia Tech Child Development Center for Learning and Research. So I was at that school for about five years. And then I moved up towards the Charlottesville, Virginia area, where it is Teachstone's home base. And I worked at a small uh, nonprofit preschool for about eight, nine years there. Um, historically, I will say that before learning about the class tool, I was a Reggio-inspired teacher. I don't mm-hmm. know if everybody is familiar with Reggio, um, but primarily my time as a teacher, I was with pre-K. Um, I did have experience with the younger age levels, infant and toddler, during my time at Virginia Tech. Uh, we practiced what is called looping at that school. So I would start with the youngest classroom and we would move all the way through with them until they headed off to kindergarten. It was a great experience. I know there's a lot of, you know, um, articles and studies out there that support looping, those that don't support looping, but it really allowed me to truly be a part of all those phases of development And also, as a bonus, really make some meaningful relationships with those families because I was with their children for five years. And so that was a great experience. Um, But as I started working at the nonprofit school here in Charlottesville, that is when I was introduced to the class tool. And it was because Teachstone, uh, they really source out... Um, you know, early childhood centers within the community Mm -hmm. to um, get that video footage and go talk with teachers, see what those needs are, et cetera. Um, And so they were at our school a lot. And because typically, you know, most early childhood classrooms have at least two teachers, you know, whether it's two leads or a lead teacher, an assistant teacher. However, I was the one and only teacher in my classroom of the 10 oldest children in the school. (laughs) So um, as some of you are probably aware, they were in my classroom conducting observations quite often. And I know that can be a little jarring and nerve wracking for providers and teachers to have folks coming in conducting observations. But as we go on with this conversation, I will definitely touch more on that. But that's a bit about me and my background. 
I love that you mentioned that you were Reggio inspired as an educator. Me too. That's how I was trained. I used the project approach when I was a kindergarten teacher and all, but you know, inquiry-based learning and all that goody, goody stuff. And you know, Trisha, it makes me think that could also possibly be a part of the reason why I fell so in love with the class. Like you got it, Colleen. That is one reason I am very passionate about the class tool. The more I learned about it, I just, it really aligns with that approach so much. And at first I'll be honest, I thought, no, you know, I am full on immersed in the Reggio style. This is what I'm passionate about. But the more I learned about the tool, the more I realized how just all encompassing it was and how it can really help, you know, um, help me have a different lens to look, you know, at my classroom. Yep. And um, yes, so I agree 100% with you that it definitely, definitely was helpful for sure. I totally agree. And, you know, I love that here in Nebraska, in our Step Up to Quality initiative, our providers have a choice. Uh, They are able to choose what observational tool is going to best meet supporting their needs. It's not this I gotcha moment, but it's really more about how can I grow as a provider and how can I you know, be affirmed that I'm doing really high quality things for very little people in my care and how can I even get better? So that's a big reason why I'm passionate about the class is I think it is professional development for our workforce and it's a way for us to get even better. But tell us a little bit about why you're such a classy lady. I know you just shared (laughs) about the Reggio approach and how that aligned. Why else is this something that you feel like you switched roles? You work for Teachstone now. Like what about the class tool is it that makes you light up, that fills your passion bubble? Yeah. So, okay, let me take a step back and and go back in time here. I've been with Teach Show now for about six years. So I've, I did forget to mention that on my journey. Um, but thinking back to those challenges, you know, of when Teach Show was in my classroom all the time and doing these observations. And I felt so, you know, at first it was very nerve wracking um, because you feel like, they're just, they're watching you and you're under this lens and, and every, every little thing you do and say, but that is really not what it was about. And it took me a lot of time to learn that. But as they started coming into my classroom and and doing these observations, um, I asked a lot of questions and they gave me dimensions guides to Mm -hmm. start through. And that right there kind of changed my viewpoint on what this tool was and how it could do nothing but benefit me as a teacher with young children. I read through those dimensions guides and I really understood that even the approach I was practicing in my room, Mm -hmm. that class just 100% aligned with all of those things. And if you ask me, what's your favorite dimension? Yeah. Of course, it's going to be regard for child <laughs> with that age level, you know, with the pre-K age level. Um, but the the class tool just really allowed me to 
have a lens of everything I was doing within the classroom and why everything I was doing was so important for my children, for their growth, for their development. Um, It also allowed me to practice those things rather than just reading about it. Yes. It was kind of exciting, challenging to move forward with challenging myself to get better. You know, I think a lot of times we all struggled with um, that concept development that language modeling. There's so many things happening in your classroom at once, you know, um, that it, it allowed me to kind of take a step back and think about how can I make this interaction meaningful right now in this moment? What can I do to make this a meaningful interaction with my children? And again, the more I learned about the class tool, I just really started to understand that you know, every single moment with your children is important. Every single moment. And so for me, class didn't feel like one more thing that teachers are required to do or providers are required to do. It was just a natural thing. And it just, it's the thing. It's the thing. And I think that I hope this is coming across as as making sense to everyone, but the more you learn about it, it just, it all falls into place and it all makes sense. And we're all continually learning every day. We're all learning. And this just continues to challenge you to get better and better and better every day, every day. I so agree with that. Like I'm dramatic even about it where I will say the class tool changed my life. Like I say, I say that statement as a trainer, I say it in uh, different hats that I wear too, but it's true. It really made me remember what is most important when working with children really of any age, but especially if we're talking, you know, birth through five, it, it reminded me of what matters. It reminded me of how being intentional with my interactions is going to provide the biggest impact for my kids in my care. And that to me is what makes me so in love with the tool. And so the, what you just mentioned too, about, you know, we never stop learning. It's not, there's no end game really with it. There's just like you're sitting through a training and you walk away and it's done and it's over. This is something that is ongoing. And it, I think, you know, looking back, it just, it, it hit me one day. It was like a a light switch came on that the importance of every single moment that you have with your children is it's all encompassing. That is what this class tool is. That's what the tool is. And it just really allows you to develop that understanding of every moment counts and every interaction you have with your child, with all of the children in your classroom, because every, every child is different. We all know that, (laughs) but that's what it boils down to is the, the, every interaction that you have. So let's let's talk about the ongoing, because I feel like uh, the next question I want to ask you is really how can this help our providers here? Like why specifically 
would I be interested in choosing a class observation during my journey with Step Up to Quality? Like what's in it for me? How's it going to help me? How's it going to help my kids? Like sell it to me. Tell me what yes, is in yes. it for me? So class observations, the importance of those, I cannot express that enough. Um, again, going back in time when, you know, Teachstone was coming in and doing these observations, I didn't really understand why they were doing this and what they're they're writing down and jotting down and, and all these things. And as I continue to learn more, I realized, wow, this is a way for me to know how I can get better. That's basically what it boils down to. It, it's not something that's critiquing me in a way of like, oh, you're, you're not doing well at this or, you know, cause we're all hard on ourselves mm-hmm. when, you know, when these things come up of the observations and you're getting that feedback, but it, it's really, it's PD for you. It, yeah. it it's, it's PD and, and you're reading through and you're getting that feedback about your observations. And it's a time for you to sit and reflect 100%. It was for me. I sit back and I reflect on things and I'm reading through um, the feedback that I've gotten. And again, it's that challenging moment. Okay. How can I work on this? What could I have done different in that moment? Let me read through my manual. <laughs> Let me, yeah. you know, see how I can make every moment better, you know? Um, so for me, that is why I got excited about the observations when I knew they were coming in to do another one. I thought, great, this is my moment. Yeah. Let's see if I can improve on some of these scores from last time. And so I stopped thinking of it as, you know, oh gosh, they're going to come do another observation. It was more of like, yes, they're coming in to do another observation. I cannot wait to see, you know, the feedback I get this time. So for me, I totally started to get excited about it. I, I almost wish they could have come in like once a week <laughs> to I do know. these observations. So I just started to have a mind, you know, a mind shift of this is this is for me to know how I can improve my teaching with my children. And that's that's why we're here, right? That's mm-hmm. that's why as a provider or a teacher in a classroom, that's why you're there. And again, we're learning every day. So you can never fault yourself for not being perfect. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. We're, we're all learning every day. And I think these observations are what is allowing you to get a real deep dive look at how you are supporting the children in every moment that's taking place in your classroom and what we can do to continually grow and get better as we move forward. I'm so glad you brought that up about no one is perfect. And it really is this opportunity for a deep dive look to affirm everything amazing you're doing, plant seeds on ideas that you might want to consider to improve. But let's talk, I'm going to throw you a teeny curveball, Trisha. I didn't give you <laughs> that question, but I'm going to give you one. Because this is something that comes up in every class training, intro oh, or, you know, the ops training that I hear from many attendees. Sure. They get very hung up 
Uh-huh. I, they want the seven. Tell me how to get the seven. I want the seven. I want seven. I want perfect sevens is uh-huh. what, and it's not about the score. And I feel like you kind of already touched on, it's a mind shift of wanting that feedback, but can you talk to us a little bit about releasing the need yeah. for the sevens? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, sorry, as soon as you said that, I'm like, wait a minute. If you're getting all sevens, what? wait, there's no more room to grow at that point. Like if you're getting all, don't focus so much on getting that perfect score. That's, that's not what it's about. And I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Never have I ever seen any, as, as many observations as I've done, I've myself, have conducted live observations with some absolutely wonderful, wonderful classrooms and settings and and teachers. And no, again, nobody is perfect. And and you shouldn't be focused on that is what it boils down to. If you're getting, you know, again, going back to this concept development instructional support piece, if you're getting a five, let's say on that, Good, great work. Great work because that's fantastic. <laughs> Guess what? If you're getting a three, great work. Yes. That's fantastic because another thing to keep in mind about these observations is you're, you're getting a 20-minute cycle, you know, typically with, with four rounds, if you will. Sometimes, and you have to think of it this way too, within that 20-minute cycle, not every single little thing is being touched on sometimes that used to get in my mind a lot. Like, how am I going to pull in every single dimension and domain with this pre-K tool that these observers can capture in 20 minutes? Yes. Impossible. It's impossible. And so I feel like focusing on that seven Go ahead and get that out of your minds. Go ahead and get that out of your mind. (laughs) I know we, I know deep down inside, we all want that. We all want that. But I think it's, it's more important to focus on moving towards, if you will, that development every time, every time. Of course, we all want to be perfect, but we're not. No. And, and honestly, speaking of curveballs, think about your classroom, if you will. Holy moly, curveballs are being thrown at you all the time, every minute <laughs> of being in that setting. And so that's interesting that, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to hear that these teachers you're working with and these providers you're working with are striving for that seven. That's uh-huh. amazing. That's Oh my gosh, that makes me smile from ear to ear. That's wonderful. <laughs> but I'll say, take a step back. Don't focus on that seven. Focus on the feedback that you're getting from your amazing observers and um, steps you can take moving forward to improve that score or keep it at what you're getting. Because oftentimes, you know, Sometimes you may get a great score, but the next observation you may not. Mm-hmm. And 
So yes, let's, let's move away <laughs> from that focus on sevens. I hope that was what you were. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted you to say, because when I am training our uh, wonderful providers here in Nebraska on the class tool, I say that during the training, but I feel like having someone from teach don't say it is much more impactful than just me. But I, I do also believe like I'm still an educator. I still teach. I sub here in Omaha. And when I am in the classroom as, you know, a practitioner using what I now know with the class tool, I'm so different. I don't worry about being perfect, but I do have a mindset of I'm going to be intentional and I'm very, very aware of what I'm doing throughout the day. So again, it just has completely shifted how I interact with children in general, even my own. (laughs) It it affects how I I interact with my nephews and my nieces. Yes. And even, even, you know, my 15 year old niece, you know, and my four year old nephew. And I think about it all the time. And, and I agree with you, Colleen, after I really learned about the tool, when I was teaching, it completely changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. And from every little detail, even, even my class environment, you know, Mm -hmm. and is this, you know, we all with developmentally appropriate practices, you know, you are constantly making sure, you know, that, okay, I've planned this and I want to make sure this is going to support, you know, this group of children at this level, you know, and how can I incorporate this for this child? Because that can become a little challenging because Mm -hmm. all children are different and they learn at their own pace. And however, you know, even with my classroom environment, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, how is this supporting my children? As, as we've all heard, environment is the third teacher and it is very true. So not to get off on a tangent, but you know, it really, I agree with you. It, it allowed me to look at everything a little bit differently. And even in, in your step away from work life, you know, your family life, (laughs) very true. I have heard that, you know, here at Teachstone, you know, of course we have a, Many, many, you know, everyone here is a parent and we talk about that, how the tool actually applies to our interactions with our own children and our own family members. And yes, that is an ongoing conversation we have. I even I sent a friend of mine who is also a classy friend and I sent her a text the other day and I said, there is negative climate up in here. You know, that reminds me of conversations we have here. <laughs> and I like, I like how you're saying your classy friend. I like yeah, that. My classy friend. She knows about negative now, climate. <laughs> I will say, I will say, going back to the seven conversation, mm-hmm. a seven in your positive climate. Yes. You're going to want that seven there, but yes. <laughs> yes. you know, that's yes. definitely something, but I feel like, you know, that's easy. That's easy. You know? Uh, getting that seven in positive climate for sure. That's something that um, if you're not getting, you definitely want to strive to get that seven in, in PC. But- yeah. And, and I think as the more people 
you know, kind of start going on their journey for learning more about what the class tool is. That's not what this podcast really is for. We're not going to do a mini class <laughs> training right now. Right. But of course, what Trisha is saying, there are certain dimensions on the tool where you absolutely should be striving for that seven and it is attainable and it is absolutely attainable. Yes. yes. Yes, yes but seven straight down the board, no. most likely no. I echo no. your sentiment. <laughs> I have been using the tool since 2010. I have never scored sevens down the board, never. And it's not because I, I, as a teacher, never got sevens down the board, nor did I ever expect that. No. Oh, never. Never did I, I accept that. I agree. And, you know, I love that we've kind of shared a lot of ideas on how this can help you, how this really is about professional development. It's research based. It's based off, yeah. you know, this wasn't someone's opinion that they just sat down and said, I think you should talk to children with intention. Right. <laughs> like this is a research based tool. Lots of research went into it. But something that we've been talking a lot about on this season of our podcast, Tricia, is mm-hmm. a little bit about real talk with self-care. And to me, I feel like self-care can fit in with what the class is and with interacting with young children, we have to have good self-care in order to support the you know little ones in our care. But can you share a little bit about your thoughts, feelings on self-care and maybe even some strategies of what you do just to give, we're trying to give our listeners lots of ideas. Yes, I will be honest. Um, When it comes to self-care, we're all a little, uh, let's see, we preach it, but do we really practice it is what it boils down to. And I am guilty, guilty of the same thing, you know, having conversations with my colleagues, when you see it in someone else, Mm. you're very apt to say, you know what, you, you need to do this or, or maybe take, you know, a mental health day. But when you think of a mental health day, you know, of course it's important to be mentally, you know, healthy, but taking a mental health day, you know, once a week, or that's not reasonable. That's not, that's not something that should occur, if you will. Um, But I think for me, taking a step back and thinking about self-care, our jobs are demanding. We're constantly engulfed in what we do every day. Um, I just try to think, okay, let's breathe deep. (laughs) And I think I, you know, I find myself, um, I remember when I was in that environment, uh, my lunch break, for example, I would go and take a walk, just go take, you know, a 15 minute walk, try to decompress, um, do small things like that throughout my day that just, you know, supported me in a way of allowing me the time to sit back, think, reflect, and just breathe a little bit, breathe deep, because some days are much more challenging than others. Yeah. And um, also, I think making sure, you know, because I'm very guilty of this, when your boss comes to you and says, you really need to take some time off your, your game, you know, make sure you're taking that time off when appropriate, you know, um, we don't want to work ourselves into a... (laughs) 
you know, into a stupor, but, you know, making sure that you're taking those days that you need, um, having a break for yourself, um, doing things you enjoy, mm-hmm. sit down, reading a book. Sometimes, sometimes I would do that. Stepping away for a moment um, and allowing yourself to do things that you enjoy for yourself. And it could be small things, you know, just small things. It doesn't have to be anything outrageous, um, but just those small little things throughout your day, throughout your week that are going to support you mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my spiel on I love it. <laughs> it. I think you summed that up so beautifully. And just knowing that, you know, sometimes we're really good at practicing self-care and sometimes we're not. And for me, the best thing I can do when I'm not is just say, oh, well, and try better the next day and say, okay, tomorrow is another day. I'm going to try. I'm going to try tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And I've the same thing has run through my mind many a times, many a times. Um, but yes, we all need to be better at practicing our self-care. For Me sure. too, <laughs> myself included. And it's my favorite topic to preach about, but it's yes. really hard to walk that walk. Uh, Trisha, this has been so much fun. I appreciate you for joining and sharing some of your passion about the class tool and providing really good info for our listeners. So thank you for thank you for sharing everything you shared. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, just want to say this. So going back to you know, kind of to wrap it up in advocating for this wonderful tool. If you sit back and think about, you know, all of us have a favorite teacher or favorite teachers. Why was that your favorite teacher? And it literally all boils down to those interactions you had with that teacher. And that is kind of my exit there. (laughs) That's such a good exit. Oh, that's, Beautifully said. Thank you for having me, Colleen. I've really enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed this. I know we could go on and on. Yeah, we (laughs) we could go hours, you and I. I know we could. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you, everyone, for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journeys with Step Up to Quality. Until next time, bye-bye.